And now, back to Tesh Matters with Jeff Boggs. Phone lines are open. Reach out and touch Jeff at 367-1240. About two minutes before 11 o'clock as we welcome back to the show, New Iberia Mayor, Freddie DeCourt. Uh, good morning, sir. How are we doing? Morning. morning, sir. Good to be here. Always uh, appreciate you coming in, uh, usually the Thursdays following city council meetings and had a big one, uh, one uh, certainly big issue, uh, the Clico franchise. Why don't we... Uh, jump into that right great. away great well as you know last year we had to veto it the reason we brought it up three years early was we were very interested in the financial aspect of it for one thing because we would love to see our town have a crime camera uh system throughout the whole town um and that's very expensive so it failed last time i had to veto it um i let the council know that i would continue to negotiate that was in february so we have been working on that diligently, and we came to uh, a consensus of sorts with Clico and uh, was ready to bring it forward and, and see what happens. So we put on the agenda and brought it and had probably an hour and a half discussion, I would say, at the council meeting. And uh, it passed. Uh, there was, there was one, one no vote. So... Uh, it passed. We'll bring it up again at the next council meeting. It was an introduction. It Tuesday. was an introduction, correct. And so we'll be bringing it uh, next meeting. Uh, just to really recap, it's uh, now one million seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand will go to additional LED streetlights. Uh, there's an agreement that they will replace two hundred streetlights a year, and those will also be LED. So that help goes a long way to uh, illuminate our community. We have uh, $1.4 million that will go into a crime camera system throughout the whole town, as well as we will be able to purchase a mobile unit so that when there's events or we have some crime issues or there's an uptick in an area, we can use a mobile unit. We will end up with 25 LPRs, which reads license plates, throughout our whole town, so you won't get in or out without us knowing who you are. Um, I think that this is long overdue. We see the benefits that it's doing in other communities. Um, besides the major crime that it will deter because people will know their cameras or that we will catch and get these people off the street as quickly as we can, and this will help us to do that even faster than we are. The uh, other benefit will be all of those compliance nuisance-type things that affect all of us in every neighborhood. The tire dumping, the trash dumping. Uh, you know, now we got some joker who's running around. He stole 10 of them. He's stealing our drain covers. Oh, gosh. Okay, so now I'm going to have people, you know, uh, cause a wreck or, you know, cause car damage or who knows what. As fast as we're finding them, we are uh, marking them, of course, and running around to the scrapyards to get our grates back. Uh, but it's all of those kind of things that, unfortunately, we as every city our size has um, that's the other benefit of that crime system is all of these uh, smaller nuisance and compliance crimes that just really affect your day-to-day -day quality of life. Um, we'll get a, a big assistance with that system. So that was the main motivation. Clico will also, for the first time, patrol their own lights, something they've never done. So they will patrol their own street lights because we pay the bill and uh, we need them to work. So they agreed with that as well. So we got everything that we wanted last time, and we got a bigger check. And so that lets us do the things we need to do. 
And, you know, while it failed last time and we had... Uh, well, it passed because you right. had to veto it. I had but to veto you, it. Remind us why you had to veto it. There's because a- the verbiage didn't match with the council. I, I do what my council says we're going to do and uh, once we vote on something. And so the verbiage didn't match in every aspect. Uh, it actually was over the lights, but it didn't match what the council voted on. Gotcha. And we did it backwards last time. I will never do that again. You know, you learn as you go. I certainly don't know everything. Uh, you know, some people learn every way they can. Some people learn by experience. And we have some people who never learn. But, you know, you, you take your lessons where you can. So what happened was we tried to bake the We tried to make the recipe and bake the cake at a council meeting, at a group of council meetings. That didn't work. Uh, that was one of the big uh, bones of contention that Clico had the entire time we were doing it last time. So the verbiage that they came up with, I couldn't make it match exactly what the council wanted. And I only have 10 days. At the end of that 10 days, it becomes law if I don't veto Right. So as much as I invited them to come to be a community partner, as much from the beginning, I told them what we're going to do with the money, I had to veto it. This time, the attorneys did much of the work and went back and forth. And the attorneys drew up the documents prior and that is how they normally do it in every other community. So, you know, that uh, loving to be transparent, making people get bloody as we butcher the cow for whoever's getting a steak. I mean, it has always been my philosophy. So our meetings do take longer than many. And if we talk about everything and go around that table as many times as we can or want to, I enjoy that and think that people need to see government at work. But I learned a lesson that when it's a legal document, it's probably better to let the lawyers handle it and don't try to make it up, uh, you know, yeah, as you go. And while Lesson you, learned. You, you don't go into a lot of executive sessions. No, uh, almost but, never. But that's usually what those are about in negotiating and those kind of situations. It is, and, and, and I have this hang-up about going into executive session unless I really have yeah. to because I think that public bodies abuse that, and I think that the people need to know what you're doing. So because of that and the fact that I like the show and I like the transparency and I like people to watch us at work, uh, but I learned a lesson. Yeah. Uh, you know, we still did all of that. We just, the attorneys settled on the language before we got in the room. So anyway, but yeah, Clico's huge. It's a big thing. Uh, you know, on the flip side, because you'll have some people who, you know, are never going to be happy with it. Uh, we, we, we hear people and they'll come and tell us that they're, I don't know what we make. They have a problem for every solution. So with that, you know, we didn't own, we don't own it. Just to recap, we don't own any of the infrastructure that was sold in 1926. So we own nothing. Clico owns everything. Public service commissioner sets people, utility companies in a district. And so they are in an area and that's approved and, and nobody's coming to kick them out. Uh, public service commissioner is who sets the rates because it's a giant cost plus contract. So some of the issues that people have had really have absolutely nothing to do with the franchise agreement. Um, We voiced all of that uh, at length uh, in February. And then this time, you know, the issues came up again. But I think now everybody has a clearer picture that there are some things we can control, some things we can't. Um, And I got to come in my whole council because, you know, the work that was done in February got better things in that contract and they stayed in the contract and we've got some things that we've never had. So, you know, kudos to my entire council, whoever voted yes, whoever voted no, it doesn't matter. Our people work 
and I'm proud to serve with every one of them. And they, uh, the fruits of their efforts, both in February and now, are in that contract. Gotcha. And, and again, uh, the idea, if you didn't pass this one now, you may have been stuck with something you didn't like in 2025. Yeah, because they made it clear that they weren't coming back. Uh, they would come back at the end of the contract. You know, when you do something, as I always do, out of the box and say, hey, would you come three years early and let's do this and it'll be beneficial for my community and you'll be part of that. And, you know, I don't know if it's beneficial for them because either way they're going to end up with it. But uh, when you do that and and invite somebody to come and do that and then it doesn't work and then you got to invite them to come back, um, it makes it a little strange. (laughs) Gotcha. Got anything else uh, to share on Clico no, other I, than it's up for final adoption? It'll be final adoption at the next meeting, um, and I won't sign the paperwork till I have the check in my hand. Uh, I have those 10 days. I, I plan on getting the check the next day, deposit it in the bank, and within those 10 days, sign the paperwork, and then we're done with that. Um, I can tell you that the chief, the assistant chief, as well as administration and myself are diligently working on the system. And we're already getting pricing. We're already, you know, have been doing that for a couple of months and prepping so that we can move as quickly as we can on this because uh, we need those cameras. There you go. Speaking of cameras, uh, Mm -hmm. you announced a week or so ago about uh, some cameras that went active uh, in and around schools for speed zones. Yes, yes. The first month is is you would get a warning, uh, but those are in place. They only operate and only give tickets during the uh, time that the school zone is active, uh, but that's a, a way that we are. And if you notice, we are embracing technology everywhere we can. As the chief said in the meeting, it is many, many people. Uh, let's just say that the people who want to become police men and women are not banging our door down, and that's kind of the case all over. Um, every department short. Every department we're actually doing pretty well. But uh, we do have some openings. We're about to do a recruiting video. We'd love to fill those openings. But anyway, we can embrace technology. Technology doesn't sleep. Uh, they don't eat. And I don't have to pay in retirement. So that is something that uh, these eyes and ears that we need and the LPR cameras, uh, those are the kind of things that we are going to have to embrace. Because, again, uh, people aren't beating the door down to be in law enforcement. Gotcha. Any uh, idea of uh, how active they have been and uh how many warning tickets you offered up? I don't know yet. Uh, don't know yet because it's, that's just going hot. Uh, I'll try to get that. Yeah, I'd be curious yeah. to see how it goes. Uh, well, the early tests were ridiculous. In other words, when they put the cables down and did the study, you know, there were 6,000 violations, I think. So mm. uh, I think it'll take people a little while. Uh, this week, I do Lewis Street every morning, every morning. Uh, sometimes I'm earlier than the school zone, but but every morning, you know, I do uh, Lewis. And people, even with the cameras, you know, somebody passed me up this morning. <laughs> Is it public knowledge where the cameras are? Oh, yeah, you can see them. I mean, okay. definitely. Just like with this crime camera system, you will be able to see them. Yeah, where, where are they? The school cameras? Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I pass by the one on Lewis Street every day. Uh, let me get you a list. I don't want to leave anybody <laughs> out. Uh, I know that the one of them went up. I can tell you one went up on Hopkins, and then they had to take it back down because that's a state highway, and they have mm. to go through some processes. So, uh, you know, but, I mean, of course, I pass by the one on Jefferson Terrace every day, and I pass by the one on Lewis Street every day. I have a list in my office. I- I'll bring it back next time I come. Fair enough. The um – Speaking of Hopkins Street, uh, how's that uh, process of acquiring it, uh, uh, the, the 
uh, I'm trying to the the uh, trade off uh, in getting some work done on some streets. And oh, the uh, road swap program, road swap, which was before my time. Was that happened. For. That happened yeah. before I was here. Uh, that's moving, and it's not going to be long. They are coming uh, by early next year. Hopkins Street will begin to be torn up by the state. They have those giant drainage boxes to put in that will go to Bayou Tesh, which will help that area in drainage. They LACO has some uh, infrastructure work that they'll have to do. They'll rip up the street to do all of that. So it's a total road replacement. Um, all that is paid for by the state. That's not part of our road program. But uh, that will start next year. Okay. Real good. Getting back to the council meeting, sure. uh, you did have an opportunity to hear from one of your employees in regard to St. Edward Catholic Church. Wallace Ozine addressed the council. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job. He's uh, kind of a fixture in the West End community, works at the park uh, part-time, uh, really good guy. So he just kind of came to think about the events and, you know, uh, just a great partner in our community. Gotcha. And uh, after that... Uh, As is St. Edwards. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Talked about uh, the urban camping uh, two weeks ago. Uh, Council approved that pretty quickly last night. Yes, yeah, and other, co- other communities, we kind of based ours mostly after Broussard. I talked to the mayor of Broussard, and he sent it to me. Um, but, yeah, that's something that we wanted to do. It's in public property. You can still put your tent up and sleep with your kid in the backyard. Uh, but it, it's to stop that in uh, public areas. And so, yes, it passed the council pretty easily, and most communities are adopting those. Or have already adopted them. We had someone on the bench yesterday from the time I got here about 5.30. Well, he slept all day. I I know. At one point, I almost called, uh, you know, just to have a wellness checkup on him. At 5.20, because you weren't here yet. You know, I walk every morning, okay? And I go hit my little weights and clean up and go to work. But I walked, and he was here at 5.20. Yeah, I was probably here 10 minutes later. And then every time I passed, I had to run around town yesterday and go to a school, go to a park, this and that. And uh, go look at a job. And so every time I passed, he was still sleeping. And so, yeah, he, he stayed. And actually, I think he was back this morning. He was. Yeah, I saw him this morning. And, and finally got up a little after sunset. Yeah, I, I saw him this morning as well. Anyway. so that with the, No that, tent. No tent. Uh, no tent. But, <laughs> so that would not have violated. No. He okay. can sit on the public <laughs> bench that we put for and people actually, to sit that on. is not a public bench. That's ours. You, yeah, it's, donate, it's the in building. the public domain. Yeah. Because... People and you're right. Most people bought those benches and then donated them to the city, and they're bolted down on city property. Yeah, uh, well, that one was on the terrazzo, and I forget why I moved it. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, got, I do remember that. And I, I moved it for some event, and uh, never. Those things are so heavy. They are that I never moved it back. But I've thought many times about just bringing it inside and seeing the uh, socio. Uh, impact it would have uh-huh. because um yeah anyway <laughs> but uh mark thompson the owner of the building uh dedicated that to i think his father yeah I mean, there yeah. you go so anyway uh so that uh passed uh he had several resolutions uh that were up for adoption um again uh canvassing the uh vote uh of the uh, special tax yes yes no excited to do that that was the next step met with Jason Akers, our bond and attorney, yesterday. We approved it somewhere on that list. We approved the contract to hire our engineers to begin the next uh, planning, the next roadwork pro- project. So that's exciting. That's, uh, you know, we'll spend about uh, $13 million immediately on the roads, 
and then there'll be another six million that'll be spread out three hundred thousand dollars a year for twenty years. It's kind of one of the ways mm-hmm. we're looking at it right now. So that road millage, which was is now a road millage, which has been rededicated, which didn't go up. And no one's taxes went up. There was no new tax burden. And that will generate $19 million for our roads over time. Gotcha. Uh, but the first project will probably be around $13 million. So uh, I'm excited because not only did we canvas those returns, but we put the contract up and it was approved to hire our engineers to begin work for the next project. And we feel that those roads will begin around August. Um, we're about finished at 12.5. We have a little bit left. The 12.5 will finish in, uh, we said, probably the end of January, we're thinking. So there'll be a little low. And I say a low, but Public Works, like right now, Public Works has just finished in Squirrel Run. They tore up Teal Drive and fixed that. We just went look at some bad panels on uh, Caroline. And, you know, they don't really get. I kind of think what I'm going to do is start putting out road notices, as we've done for the big project. I think I might start doing that because we don't always do that on the smaller public works projects. Because, again, you know, some people, they want us to not have a road program. They want to talk on Facebook that we don't have a road program. I don't know why. Um, I outlawed that. Really, I'm trying to think of a nice word. Almost Something almost came out. But I've outlawed that coal patch. We are in the process of spending $70,000, sixty for sure, on a hot patch machine and training our people on how to properly patch an asphalt road in, in, in a new way that the city's never done. Uh, that's coming because I had $300,000 left from the 12.5. So all of this road work and road activity is really kind of helping us revamp our, our whole system, if you will. But uh, anyway, so there'll be a low of a major bringing in a contractor road program uh, till about August. And then that's probably going to be a two-year program. Um, But in the meantime, Public Works is always fixing something. And, you know, I took away what people complained about because those temporary patches were just temporary. Yeah. But still, you know, how many times did I have to hear that, that, well, that's their road program? So guess what? We don't do that anymore. Uh, The equipment hasn't come in yet because we just approved the money. Um, but we are fast taking bids so that I can get that uh, hot patch machine. Um, it's fine on the concrete streets because our crews do the concrete. But uh, anyway, so I always wondered, even on an asphalt road, why not pour some concrete in a? I have. You're not really supposed to. I'm not saying it's wrong where it affects you. It'll all affects the next person with that because when I got here, I hated that coal patch so much. I wanted to dye concrete black and pour it in asphalt, okay? And that was my solution. And I've actually done that on some construction projects. And so I kind of started doing that. Then the engineers were like, okay, but you're going to cause so much trouble in 20 years when the asphalt shot or 25 years or whatever that they come to mill it. You know, yeah. we've all seen that now. They come with that equipment to peel off the asphalt. It, they're going to have to jackhammer all that concrete out before they do that. Gotcha. Uh, now, that's a better solution to me. Uh, I didn't want to kick the can down the road and cause somebody else trouble, but I hate the cold badge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, now we're going to do it the right way. Gotcha. You know, we were just talking about Hopkins Street on the new Iberia app. I see where South Hopkins Street is closed from Washington Street to Field Street, a, a commercial fire. structure yes. fire. Yes, yes. Uh, they beat me about that when I was walking in. I would have normally gone to the fire, but I had to come to the radio. There you go. Yeah, I'm not positive what building it is. When I leave here, I will find out. All right. But for uh, motorists, uh, you want to avoid that area, again, between Field and Washington Street on Hopkins Street. 
Also, a um, couple of um, park uh, improvements, uh, Bank Street, uh, I think West End, uh, pretty much. Uh, yeah, ongoing projects that had small change orders or just small changes. Some of them are just time. Some of them are a little money from a problem found. But that is some of our ARPA projects that we are hot and heavy in the middle of and making improvements uh, all over town. Similar um, issues with the, the street program, uh, doing some uh, contracts. And um, glad to see the uh, street uh, lining, the striping. Yes. Well, we coordinated. Uh, DOTD had been coming, thought they would have come earlier, but it probably worked out well because we got most of the road program done of, of the 12.5. So they're in town and they're striping, and that was free. Uh, they analyzed our worst traffic areas, and they have keep all that data and they have it all so they basically came to town and said we are coming and we are fixing your safety issues and we really didn't have a choice because uh, you know the facts speak for themselves so they're like we've analyzed it we go to every community at some point hadn't been here in a very long time so they're doing some striping our contractors are finishing the roads and they're doing some striping and then we have 200,000 200,000 that's one of those contracts we have a $200,000 striping project coming for the city with that last, we had about 350000 left from the 12.5. So we want to do a uh, more striping citywide and then, again, upgrade our patching and upgrade what we can do with uh, our folks in-house. All right. Another uh, resolution dealing with the Bayou Tesh Museum and working with the State Office of Facility Planning. Yes, that is uh, the money that we got that we, I think we said we got it six years ago. That is the last phase of the museum. Uh, from right when I got in office, we got uh, $3.5 million, if I remember right, and it was broken out into three phases. That is the last phase of the museum. Remember, the city owns all the buildings that the museum occupies. The museum board and staff and uh, volunteers and patrons and so many people uh, put up all the money. There's fundraisers and donations and the museum group runs the museum, does all the exhibits, handles everything in the buildings, but we're responsible for the envelope of the buildings, if you will, and we own the buildings. So uh, that is the last phase that uh, I'm glad it's here, I'm glad we're doing it, and I'll be glad when it's done. All right. Also a resolution uh, with the new fiscal year upon us, uh, starting the audit process of the previous fiscal Correct. year. Correct. Those, those things happen. Housekeeping yep. uh, stuff there. Yep. And again, introduced a bunch of ordinances, including the one we talked about, but also uh, allocating some funds for the Garen Paul Atkinson Lewis Foundation. Yes, uh, that is uh, school board member and former councilman uh, Raymond Shudu Lewis uh, started that uh, nonprofit, and they run the teen court and make a difference to a lot of kids. So we finance, uh, you know, make a, a donation every year because they use a city court and uh Judge Hike and all his staff does a great job and, and helps as well. But uh, that's a good program that reaches kids, so we certainly want to support it. All right. Also uh, introduced an ordinance uh, dealing with the Hopkins Street Economic Development Authority uh, in regard to the Dore property, the donation. Yes. I believe. Yes. Um, and that is uh, what a wonderful gift. Uh, so we got the property. We got the million dollars, and uh, now we are looking at some options and have met with some community partners who are really uh, very interested in locating there. Uh, so that you'll hear more about that, uh, especially next year. We kind of are waiting for the 
new administration to arrive in uh, Baton Rouge and kind of let everybody settle in, and then we are going to run around and hopefully find a way to leverage that million dollars into more money. Gotcha. You also amended uh, a previously approved budget for the uh, for certain ARPA funds. Uh, anything? Uh, yeah, that's just there? really keeping up that we had a little additional money to move from one project to another, and that's going to happen. Uh, our clerk, Laney, does a great job and does all those ARPA reports, and it's a lot to keep up with, so we have to document any change, any, you know, we haven't really run over very often, but we've been fortunate to run, to be under uh, budget on other ARPA pro programs and projects. And so that money has to all be accounted for. And there are times that you will constantly see that we are kind of moving from one project to another. We have to have it all committed by the end of 24. We have it all committed, but I know that we're going to have a, and, and I'm glad we are, a small pot that, that is not committed. There's also interest on that money that we haven't even considered yet. Um, so you'll see us adjusting and uh, working through that all all next year. We have till 26 to spend it all, but by the end of next year, I have to have it all committed. So keeping track of it like this is, is a good thing because it lets me know, you know, what I have left and uh, where we're going to put it. Gotcha. Curious if a couple of property owners uh, stuck around uh, for the meeting. Uh, the property standard issues on St. Peter Street? They did. One, one uh, just changed hands, and a family across the street bought it, bought one of the structures. And so we don't really want to tear anybody's property down. And I always say I don't want to represent an empty lot. Uh, I also have to say that ugly meets code a lot of times, and I don't want to. But in this case, uh, one of them has a brand-new owner, and they hit in the ground, and they've renovated a building before, and they – you know, pulling permits and working and doing what they need sure to do. Sure doesn't look like it, though. No, but, I mean, they just yeah. they just did that on Tuesday night. They okay. bought it, They bought it like, last week. Gotcha. So they are getting their act together and purchasing some permits and doing what they need to do, and the other house uh, will be torn down. Gotcha. Wait, 20 or 26? The one closer to Lewis or? Uh, the one closer to Lewis is the one that will be torn down. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a the, really bad shit. The yellow one that suffered a fire. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, are they going to do it themselves? Uh, we gave them 30 days. They have 30 days to tear it down themselves, or we will do it. Gotcha. And Kevin Zerang uh, did his uh, budget to actual reports. Anything out of the ordinary there? No, sir. Pretty much all in line. I mean, it's the end of that budget. Uh, so that's he's just wrapping it up. All right. Any uh, other um, things going on in around town you want to bring about? You know, we have uh, Bayou Tesh Fest, uh, my new T-shirt. We have Bayou Tesh Fest this Saturday, but we're watching the weather pretty uh, a little discouraged because it's a boat and car show. So if it's raining, they're not bringing their classic cars, and, and the boats aren't coming either. So we are monitoring ours. There's one in Brobridge and one in Franklin. We're kind of looking at what they're doing and kind of emailing and saying, okay, uh, everybody's watching. If it's going to rain all day Saturday, then we're going to have to postpone. Uh, we don't want to cancel it. This is our first year of doing it. We put a lot of work into it. Uh, so I'm a little discouraged because, boy, we've had such a long – I guess we spoiled, too, with that such long mm. run of no rain. And I'm not saying we don't need the rain. But uh, that's this weekend, and the veterans celebration or, you know, service, uh, that's at 6 o'clock. Uh, that can still go on because we have the Steamboat Pavilion. But uh, I can't put a bunch of cars and boats in the Steamboat Pavilion. So mm -hmm. those are the two big things that we were all pumped up for this weekend. You know, the Halloween thing went so well a few weeks ago. This was our next one. Um, 
again, it's just a way to celebrate the infrastructure that we have now and the history and Valutech and, uh, you know, the layout that we have. It just is now really conducive to do this. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to be putting a notice out either this afternoon or in the morning. If you don't hear anything, it's still on. Yeah. But we are kind of looking at the weather because, you know, uh, I mean, you can't have a classic car show if it's raining. It's just not going to happen. So we are monitoring that closely. But that's uh, two big events. And then, you know, people are planning all the Christmas activities. That's coming. Um, You know, just finished balconies as well. It's just a good time of the year that, you know, a lot's going on. All right. Anything else before we let you go? No. Appreciate it. No, always uh, appreciate you coming by on these Thursdays following city council meetings.